it's cool when we get to talk to to kids that are well accepting that mantle of public service even at a young age. We'll we'll talk with a, a gal named Brianna who led an accessibility project at the Marias County Fairgrounds, and uh, and Nicole Berger shooting sports and leatherwork and crochet and horses. How does that all come together with public service? We'll find out. And uh, how about Brinley Deming? She sold art to help a local cancer patient. What do these folks all have in common here? Well, outside of the fact that they care an awful lot, they're 4-H'ers. And our December 4-H spotlight shines today on Brinley Deming, Nicole Berger, Brianna Erickson, and the mentors here today on Voices of Montana. Hi there, I'm Tom Schultz, host of Voices of Montana, an issue-oriented newsmaker radio program heard weekdays on 18 radio stations with 27 signals all across the Treasure State. Thanks for clicking on the podcast. Please subscribe and we'll do our best to keep you connected. We're also on Facebook at Voices of Montana and on the internet at VoicesOfMontana.com where I'd love to hear from you. Contact me at Tom at VoicesOfMontana.com In 4-H, understanding how to be a champion of safety is crucial for the well-being of Montana's future leaders. Whether engaged in food and nutrition projects, working with livestock, or exploring one of the other 200 projects available, safety remains a top priority in 4-H. Montana State Fund congratulates all Montana 4-H member spotlight nominees and thanks youth volunteers for helping grow a safer Montana. For agricultural safety resources or resources in your industry, visit safemt.com. It's the 4-H member spotlight shines for December, as I mentioned, Brianna Erickson, Ponderay County, uh, Conrad, Montana. We'll check in with her a bit later on. Also, Nicole Berger is from Gallatin County in Belgrade, Montana. And then here in just a bit, Brindley Deming from Richland County. That's uh, Fairview, Montana. Not afraid to ask questions. Uh, we'll we'll ask a few questions first. So John Holly, MSU Extension Director of Communications here to kick off this December 4-H Spotlight. Good morning, John. Oh, morning, Tom. So great to be with you as always. Thank you for being here. Appreciate that. We always talk a little bit about, um, you know, what 4-H is and what 4-H does. And it's always a learning experience for us because I don't think there's just really, uh, if kids want to do some things, there's kind of a lot of um, open borders, so to speak, uh, in, into those avenues. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. The possibilities with 4-H are endless, no matter your interest. And we're going to hear from three great uh, young women today that are exploring a lot of different projects. But also, and I think this is going to be the theme of today, they're exploring charitable work and giving back to their community. And there are a few programs that I think instill that sort of interest in charity and community-based work uh, than 4-H. You know, I think as we've done this program a couple of times here, numerous times, I should say, we understand that these projects, they lend themselves to kind of public service and they lend themselves to collaboration and things like that. They do, you know, and and whether that collaboration might be within a school, um, you know, within a a local or at a local farm, uh, you know, no matter where it is, our our youth are invited uh, into opportunities that are going to better connect them with their community and, and open doors to the future. Who is 4-H for? 4-H is for everyone, whether you're, uh, you know, we accept kids as, as young as five in our Cloverbud program, and we'll take a, a volunteer for any of our programs of any age. Um, if you have a few hours to lend each month, uh, maybe you want to get involved with your local county fair. Our program is open to you. It, it, you know, 4-H is a positive uh, youth development program. And, you know, we're, we're really hoping that we continue to grow our numbers both in our, um, you know, youth base but also in our volunteer base because it takes uh, willing parents, local community members to, uh, to make these programs happen. Uh, so if you're a uh, young adult listening today, an old adult, 
no matter who you are and you're interested in volunteering and supporting the three amazing youth we're going to hear from today, reach out to your local extension agent, 4-H is for you. Let's get right to one of them here. Brinley Deming is joining us here from Fairview, Montana. Has Josie Evanson, a Richland County Extension agent alongside, and also uh, Kelly Deming, which is uh, Brinley's mom. Good morning, Brinley. How are you? Good. Thank you for being here. Appreciate that. Um, you're with John Hawley. John Hawley, again, MSU Extension Director of Communications. Probably know John. Hey, what do you get out of 4-H, Brindley? I get to learn new st- new skills and give back to the community. Is that something that you, you would do or wouldn't do without 4-H? I would, but it's easier to do it with 4-H. It is, right? Yeah. Talk about one project that, that has drawn some attention here. Um, you're, you're an artist. You formed an, an art club uh, with your classmates. And why did you do that? Well, we saw this older guy who had cancer who needed help raising money. So we wanted to help. And since we all loved art, we wanted to do something that we loved to help him. What did you learn through that? I mean, because um, you decide that you want to help somebody and then you and then you learn along the way. You find out how to help them. What were some of the things that you learned and, and your friends learned in doing this project? We learned how to organize and kind of how to start running a business. Ah, those are darn good skills, eh, John Holly? Yeah, you know, and, and Brindley, can you talk just, you know, a little bit more about how this better connected you with, with your community? You know, you said that you saw this older gentleman in need and you, you thought to bring the art club together. Um, how have you, uh, you know, learned more about your community through this project? So it helped me learn about people in my community and helped learn leadership because we all took votes on office positions and I got voted president of it. Wow, super cool. Let's talk to Kelly Deming, uh, who's standing by as well, uh, and, and, and get her experience here on this process as well. Kelly, good morning. How are you? I'm good, and you? Oh, good. Thank you for being here. Appreciate that. When when Brindley um, decided to do this project, um, what what were you thinking? What was going on through your mind? I actually didn't know that she had organized her friends to do this until... They, I had everything organized, done, and planned, and she told me that they were going to start selling their artwork at the basketball games at, that are being held at the school in order to raise funds for the community member. So it was pretty neat to watch her and her friends be able to organize themselves without really any adult intervention. She led the group into what they needed to do. Hey, Brindley, how how did you kind of know what to do then? Well, I've learned quite a few things from 4-H, learning, like, what positions needed filled, what we needed to get in order to make this art and to sell it, and a bunch of other stuff like that. Brindley Deming again from Richland County, um, 4-H December Spotlight shining on her, Fairview, Montana, hometown. Kelly Deming, her mother, is with us. Uh, Kelly, um, it says here uh, that... Brinley is not afraid to ask questions. What was that like raising Brinley then? Was she always asking questions? Hey, mom, what's this? Hey, mom, what's that? Yeah, Brinley is very, has always been very inquisitive and mature for her age. So she's very interested in things like politics. Um, This year she's taking citizenship for the first year as a 4-H project. And she's super excited about that because she's very into local and state and national politics at 12 years old that's not something that's very common so she's definitely been somewhat of a challenge at times but usually in a good way because she's Mm -hmm. usually questioning why things are the way they are and why we can't change them 
or how we can change them for the better. Yeah, that sounds like something stirring there. Uh, Brindley, um, what's your interest in this citizenship program? I just really love to learn more about what's going on in our community and our country and the politics. What's your opinion of where we're at right now? (laughs) That was a deadly question. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're here for. I believe in the future because of faith. I like that. And we do need to have faith in our future. Brinley Deming once again. Let's say hello uh, to Josie Evanson. Josie is a Richland County Extension agent uh, there and um, one of the mentors for Brinley Deming. Good morning, Josie. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Doing good. Thank you for being here. Appreciate that. Um, you get a chance to brag about your club and then this one, Brindley Deming. I take every chance I can to brag about the Richland County 4-H program. We are a strong and growing program um, over here in Richland County on the North Dakota border. We have uh, probably one of the largest uh, programs in eastern Montana, and we actually have the most... Uh, market steers at a single county fair in the state of Montana. And Brindley is one of our beef members, so she shows market beef at our county fair. And overall, just an outstanding kid, always willing to lend a hand, always willing to jump in and help where maybe other kids would shy away from that project. So um, we're very, very blessed to have Brindley Deming in our group. Yeah, nice. I'm going to kick it over to John Hawley again, who's MSU Extension Director of Communications. John, I'm, I, I'm sure you might have a comment here about some of the things you've heard, maybe a question or two for Brindley. Yeah, and, you know, I, I love that that, jo- that Josie brought up the success of their program there. It, it really is one of our growing and, and very strong 4-H counties. You know, in our notes here, uh, interesting enough, Brindley, I hear that you take care of your family's uh, goat herd, which includes all sorts of different tasks. Um, how has your experience in, in 4-H uh, as, a, as a show person um, helped you on the family farm? Well, it's taught me what you want to look for in a goat to make it good quality. So that has helped a lot with raising the goat herd. What does it take? What does it take, Brindley, to, to get that, that good quality? You have to be able to pick out the characters that you want, and you have to learn how to feed them the correct feed and how much of the correct feed. Is it something that you've loved or learned to love? It's something that I was a little bit distant from at the beginning, but then I started to love it more and more. What is it that, you, that you're that you leaning toward in school? How old are you right now? Right now I'm 12. 12, and, and uh, in, in Fairview. What kind of doors do you think you might want to explore? You don't have to have a, like a single idea now, but um, what are you thinking? Well, when I'm old enough, I would like to start doing junior leaders. What's that? Yeah, so our junior leader program is a group of our teen members in Richland County 4-H, and we get together once a month, and we do a lot of community service and marketing of the 4-H program here in Richland County. And so these are members that have taken a step beyond their regular club work to really own their leadership skills and really work on making the community a better place for all of us. Yeah, take it uh, one step at a time. And I'm also noting here, uh, Brindley Deming again, um, active in volunteering around Richland County, County from mowing the the yards, the lawn at the local cemetery to working at the, the 4-H food booth during the fair. Thank you for doing that, Brindley. Um, what do you get out of that? I get to learn what different life skills I'm going to need, like how to mow lawns, at the cemetery and what it's like to work at a booth at the food booth during fair wow. and i get to give back to com- to the community thank you for that uh, what what projects are you working on this year right the, the citizenship project is that new this year yes 
How's that going? Let's see if she can remember them all. <laughs> <laughs> so this year I'm doing lamb, deer, goat, art, citizenship, dog, dog, drawing, and the do-it-yourself for 4G knives. Oh, wow. That's cool. You're real busy then, aren't you? You must work hard. Yes. Yeah. She's also a competitive gymnast, so... She keeps us busy all the time. Oh, Kelly, that's uh, that's so cool. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for giving back into your community. Kelly, thank you for opening some doors uh, for your family, uh, for Brinley. It went through 4-H. Josie Evanson, thank you for your mentorship as, as well. I appreciate that. Good luck to you, Brinley. It was fun talking with you. I hope to uh, talk with you down the road, okay? Thank you. Tom Schultz alongside from Montana for Montana's Voices of Montana. A fun program, our 4-H December Spotlight of the Month. John Hawley is with us still, MSU Extension Director of Communications. Fun talking with Brinley Deming and uh, and Kelly and uh, Josie Evanson. Let's switch over now as we shine the spotlight on Belgrade, Montana's Nicole Berger. First, we say hello. Nicole, how are you? Are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good. Thanks for being here. Appreciate that. Um, who do you, who do you have with you? Is Tony there? Yes, she is. Tony's mom. Tony, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Thanks. Uh, thanks for being here. I also have. Let's see. This seems like uh, quite a group. There's a couple of project leaders. Phyllis Lewis. Phyllis, uh, can you say hello? Good morning. Good morning, Molly Yordana. Is that right? Gallatin County Extension agent. Hi. How are you? Good. And then project leader Jeanette Hughes. Good morning. Gosh, if you guys have something to say, just lean in and say it, okay? And I'm so glad that you guys are all here. Let's talk with Nicole. Uh, Nicole, let's talk about um, some of the things that, that um, you're noted here, okay? Uh, as uh, uh, For 4-H, it says crocheting, shooting sports, leather work. You got multiple horse projects. 4-H keeps you busy, huh? Yes, very. <laughs> what is it you're, what you're doing now? So this year, I'm still doing horse. I've taken on a couple new projects. I'm doing um, air rifle again, but I'm also trying air pistol for the first time. Um, I'm doing the leadership project as well with my county, so I'll also be a county ambassador this year. Mm. Talk about the uh, the shooting sports, because I understand that you represented Montana at the 4-H Shooting Sports National Championship. Yes, I did. I've been shooting air rifle for six years now, and last year I qualified for um, the 4-H National Championship in Nebraska. So I went with me and my three other teammates for air rifle, and then there were um, like 15 other competitors from Montana, all representing different um, aspects of the shooting sports project. Um, it was really, it was really an awesome experience for me. Oh, it had to be. I mean, um, it was a, like a huge competition then wasn't it yeah it was huge there were people from all over the nation and um all shooting different types of um doing different types of shooting sports and different types of guns it was very interesting to meet everybody was that your first time in a, a rather large national competition like that no i've been shooting nationally since i was 10 through yeah. our bb gun program in um belgrade so this was probably my sixth fifth or sixth national competition i gotta ask you how how do you get dialed in how did you become uh, to this level a pretty good shooter to be able to compete in that national level my family has been pretty involved in the shooting sports program it all started with my older sister um and then eventually i started shooting bb gun when i was seven and my dad is really into it so it's been like a me and my my father's thing and uh, i've just been doing it ever since 
I, can I talk to your mom for a minute about that as well? That's got to be kind of cool. Tony, you know, talk about the involvement that your, your daughter has in this, in the shooting sports as well, but in, in all the things that she's doing in 4 She just seems to be um, just loving it. Yeah, she does love it. Um, it's really helped her, like, gain a lot of confidence and come out of her shell from compared to when she was seven, eight years old, just um, being able to be involved in different competitions, learning experiences, um, succeeding at them, and also having challenges where it just taught her to be persistent. So that's all been a really great thing in turning her into the person she is today. Yeah. Hey, um, John Hawley also with us as well. John, I'm going to toss it to you as uh, MSU Extension Director of Communications for a question or a comment with Nicole. Yeah, thanks. And and thanks to your entire group for being here, and, and congrats, Nicole. You know, one thing, looking at her notes about your accomplishments in 4-H that really stand out, you're involved as a local 4-H member, but you've also gone to these national competitions, and you've also traveled internationally for 4-H as part of the Montana 4-H Outbound Program. Can you talk a little bit more about your experiences beyond just the local community? Yeah, absolutely. Um, last year was a really big year for me. I competed at the countywide, statewide nationally and internationally with 4-H, which was really interesting for me. Um, Obviously, all of the national competitions were very fun, but my favorite thing I did last year was my international program. I went um, for one month to Japan as an exchange student, and I stayed with the family there. What was that like? It was amazing. It was really cool. I actually stayed with the family of the exchange student we hosted four years prior. So I already knew my um, host sister, which was really nice, and I feel like that made um, the experience just even better for me. Um, and I got to go to school there, which was really interesting. It was just a really awesome learning experience for me. I can imagine that. Let's say hello to uh, Molly Yordana, the Gallatin County Extension agent. And uh, Molly, it's a chance for you to brag about Tony, uh, uh, pardon me, about Nicole, but also um, you know, tell us about the club down there. Yeah, so thanks for having us. Um, I have been the extension agent here in Gallatin County for about three years now, so I have gotten to know Nicole and her family pretty well. Nicole is one of our probably most active members. Um, I see her quite often um, throughout each year. Um, She just really represents what it means to be a 4-H member, a servant leader. She is always wanting to get more involved. Her and her mom volunteer for everything we offer, whether it's a workshop or we're selling concessions to raise money for our clubs and projects. They're the first to sign up. Um, Just a great family to work with. And we were actually talking about it before we hopped on the air this morning is at least in the three years I've been the extension agent, um, we've never had a, a member participate in an international outbound program before. So that was a really awesome experience for me to see a local youth member really just push themselves, challenge themselves, and go explore a whole different world. Um, and she actually shared her experience at our annual awards night back in September. And I think she definitely inspired quite a few other members to maybe pursue um, one of those outbound programs in the future. Oh. So Nicole's been a great addition to our program. Nice. Nicole, um, how did you, what, how did you inspire those other members? What, in, in what did you take away from that trip to Japan that, that you used to inspire um, your your friends and family members? Um, I think the main thing I learned from this trip is that 4-H is more than just the livestock and agriculture aspect. That's my really, that was the main topic of my speech that I gave at that awards night. Um, my main 
idea with that was that 4-H offers so many different passions for all these people to find that there really is something for everybody. And if there's not, make it. It's 4-H is very customizable. It's very personable for what you want to accomplish. Um, and I feel like most people just think of it as the livestock and agriculture. And that is a huge part of it. Um, but there is something for everyone. Oh, I know that John Hawley's really loving that answer, aren't you, John? Oh, Nicole, you couldn't be a better spokesperson for Montana 4-H. Absolutely. I mean, you know, no matter what you're interested in, as, as Nicole's experiences and all of our guests today, what their experiences tell you is, uh, you know, 4-H is for you. we got to say hello to um, uh, some project leaders as well. And we'll start with Jeanette Hughes. Good morning, Jeanette. Talk about your club and some of the projects, and, and, uh, and maybe it's okay for you to brag on Nicole a little bit, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do have to brag on Nicole. I've been co-project leader for Knitting and Crochet for the last two years. And Nicole, last year, it was her first time learning to crochet. (laughs) And, of course, she took on crocheting a cardigan, you know, (laughs) and actually won first place at the fair. So she definitely stretches herself and learns. And she also would step in to help our younger members, too, with Knitting and Crochet. Oh, that's got to be cool. Uh, Nicole, um, why do you do that? Why do you help the kids? Um. When I first started in the knitting project, it was just me and the leader. And so I've got to see the project grow um, from the ground up. So I think it's really important to me that the the new members have some support from the older members to keep them going through the project so they don't get discouraged. So what's what's it like crocheting? Is it fun? Crocheting is really fun. I actually started in knitting, and once I got comfortable enough with knitting and um, all the aspects of that, I decided, oh, let's learn something new. And so I decided to crochet last year. Yeah, I bet that was great. But uh, Jeanette, you loved it too, didn't you? Oh, yeah. She's an awesome, awesome girl. Phyllis Lewis is there as well. Let's say hello to uh, Phyllis, uh, another project leader. Is it crocheting, Phyllis, or um, what, uh, what are you project leading? Well, I say no, I'm more of a crocheter, I'm, and Jeanette is a crocheter. I'm, I'm <laughs> it. <laughs> I can crochet, but not very well. But I want to brag on what uh, Nicole did the year before. Uh, she was learning different stitches. And, you know, when you have all the other people and you just don't have time to one-on-one, and Nicole steps in and helps the other people. But then she decided she wanted to learn more stitches. So she just got out the book and she just taught herself how to do um, cable stitch, popcorn stitch, da-da-da-da. And she did a rainbow, and each color of the rainbow was a different stitch. Uh, guess what? She got first place in the knitting area. Really cool. So, yeah, yeah. She is self-motivated. <laughs> we're, thank you so much for that. And thanks for all the mentoring that you guys do. Nicole, we're, we're out of time. I really appreciate your, your service and your spirit as well. Thanks for being on the show today. Yes, thank you so much. The fastest hour in Montana radio continues. Call 866-627-5483 and join Montana's statewide radio talk show. Voices of Montana with Tom Schultz. It can be just about anything you, you might imagine for 4-H. As, uh, and you look at all the kids who are involved, um, more and more, they're, they're looking at various projects that 
aren't necessarily just agriculture. I think we, we heard from our last one. Welcome back here. It is Voices of Montana Forum Monday. Heard from uh, Nicole Berger. Uh, that, that was one of her impressions as well as she um, uh, walked into various other projects like crocheting and shooting sports through the 4-H program. It is the December 4-H member spotlight program today on Voices of Montana. It's brought to you by Montana State Fund. John Hawley is with us. He is uh, in Bozeman right now, MSU Extension Director of Communications. And we are going to switch gears here a little bit and head over to Conrad, Montana and uh, shine the spotlight on Brianna Erickson from Ponderay County. Good morning, Brianna. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. appreciate you being here and on the radio. It's pretty cool. You don't even sound nervous. Good for you. Way to go. (laughs) There's one thing I want to start off with here, too, because this, it just catches my my attention here. After a local resident there uh, who was in a wheelchair tipped and fell at the fairgrounds, did you see that? Or uh, because it was then that you said, hey, we are going to do something for our community. Talk about that story. All right. So um, at the fair a couple of years ago, it was like really muddy outside. And so um, the roads were really muddy. And so when we brought the residents down, it was really hard for them to kind of get around in their wheelchairs because they kept getting stuck. And um, my mother actually works for the hospital. And so she was... Um, like bringing residents around and it just so happened to be that she was the one who dumped a resident out because their wheels got stuck in the mud. And so that's how it was kind of like hit close to home and how I knew about it. Um, because my mom felt really bad about it and said that there needed to be something done because it's not fair that they can't go see the animals just like everybody else. Yeah. So, so then what came next? I started doing some research and talked to a couple contractors, seeing like what it would take to get um, sidewalks at the fairgrounds. And then from there, I kind of made a layout and made like different options of sidewalks around the fairgrounds. And um, so I started this my freshman year and then came to the realization that I needed to raise (laughs) $50,000. And so I started raising money kind of my sophomore year after we got the layout all figured out and I got it passed by the board. And then um, we just laid some sidewalks down this past spring and then we're laying some more this coming year as well. Look at that. It's from an idea (laughs) to just even designing and drawing. You just kind of take it one step at a time, right? Yeah. Who who came alongside you? Um, I had a lot of helpers that helped me. Our extension agent who um, actually moved away, Adrian Good, helped me a lot with um, filling out grants, making a plan, helping me kind of get it all figured out. And then um, the new, well, our extension receptionist, Becky Kajava, also helped me a lot. And then mostly just like 4-H members around and um, businesses that were willing to donate and grants that were willing to give back. And so, yeah. <laughs> what When you came, uh, when you realized, um, Brianna, that you had to raise $50,000, <laughs> what was that like? Did you, did you, well, what was your thinking? Just tell me that. Um, honestly, I didn't know how I was going to get it done yeah. because $50,000 is a lot of money. But um, I just started little by little, and because our fair is four counties, I figured that I would go to each county and ask for money. And so I kind of just started by writing up a 
like almost like a letter and um, like a speech almost to go by. And then I just went business to business um, day by day and asked for more um, support. And then along with that, I filled out um, a lot of grants and we even came up with a donation pig for like our 4-H ambassador team, oh. raised a pig and then sold it at the fair as a donation pig. And so that helped. And yeah, so it was definitely um, overwhelming at first, yeah. but we got it done. So yeah, good. And I'm glad you had some help with that too. Um, what was what was the thing that took Brianna out of her comfort zone, or what was the thing that you had to, or this, getting this project done meant so much to you? that it got you over the hump on something. Like for me, uh, it would be like asking for money. I would have a rough time going out there and asking folks to support this. And, and But I guess, I mean, you know, talk about that process, how you learned along the way. But what was it that um, really challenged Brianna Erickson in this project? Um, I think going out and asking for money was probably the hardest part for me just because, like, as a 16-year-old girl, um, and like going out and giving speeches to people and just like saying things over and over, it can sometimes get really tiring and then getting turned down as well. It was like really hard to see that some people um, would turn me down like in a mean way also. And then there was other people that was like, Oh no, we can't. I'm sorry. And so it was really cool to see like the different dynamics of businesses and how they were willing to give back or how they would, um, turn me down nicely and stuff like that. And then also having to like create speeches and give, give my prompts to so many different groups of people. Um, that was definitely hard to overcome as well because, um, public speaking wasn't really my forte. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I think you're doing just great. Uh, Brianna Erickson is with us here. Uh, I'm going to go to John Hawley in just a little bit because uh, this is a, sort of a, a unique project, but we're seeing more and more of these. I want to ask, you know, what, what your experience was um, when you when you design the sidewalks and then you get you, you did all the work. You, you, you did the logistics with the contractors. And then there was that day when the contractors were at the fairgrounds pouring sidewalks. What were you thinking? It was actually kind of a surreal moment mm -hmm. um, to have the sidewalks finally be poured because it they were poured the week before fair. Oh. And so, um, like, I've been working on this project for so long, and everybody kind of was like, is she going to get it done? Like, where are the sidewalks at? And so for this year to finally have sidewalks at the fair, it was really like a surreal moment that um, this project actually happened. And I was able to raise the money. Um, so, yeah, it's it was pretty crazy. <laughs> what advice would you give for, like, working with contractors? Um, I would definitely say to keep your options open. Uh, no matter who you talk to, they're going to have different aspects and different ways about going, like, doing a project. And so I would definitely say to keep your options open and don't just rely if you just go to one contractor and then hire them right away. I definitely talked to a lot of contractors, and I think that helped me to figure out my path the best way. And they really helped me see what's going to work best for um, the fairgrounds. And so that would be one major thing that I would say is to um, go out and talk to as many people as you can and get as much advice as you can and then 
kind of like filter your own ideas through their advice. Gosh, that was that's we everybody here in this studio, there's three of us in here, we all wrote that down. Keep your options open. That's really good. Brianna yeah. Erickson with us here again from uh, Ponderay County, Conrad, Montana. Uh, let's uh, let's get over to John Hawley here again, who's been with us, a uh, director of communications for MSU Extension, a big part of the 4-H program. Again, this program brought to you by Montana State Fund. John Hawley, this is one of those projects, I think, that and, – and there are others, and we have seen those in doing these programs um, – but from start to finish, where you see something happening, a wheelchair tips over, to now you've got sidewalks on the ground. So 4-H does that, John? Oh, 4-H absolutely does. And I had the pleasure of attending the Marias Fair last year. And I don't know if the project was done. I'll let Brianna talk about that. But, yes, you know, if, if you're looking for uh, support in the community for, for rallying around a cause like this, there's no better group to bring in uh, than 4-H. And, and look at the leadership that, that Brianna, you have shown. Um, and, and can you talk a little bit more about what you think the legacy will be as you're 17, you're nearing the end of your time there. Um, you know, what's, what's your future hold and how has this project, in, in, you know, impacted your legacy as a 4-H member? Um, I think this project being how big and extraneous it was, I think it can really uh, leave a legacy for younger kids to not, um, like, go short on their goals and their projects. If they want to do a project, um, I think that this really shows that you can get anything done with the power of a small community and the power of 4-H. And being a young leader out there who wants to make a difference, people are going to support you. And I think that some people don't understand that, um, like, when you're young like this, they definitely want to support your goals. And if you're trying to give back to a community, they're also going to support that. And so I think that um, no matter how big the project is, you can get it done with a lot of help. And um, no matter how long it takes, you can always, like, I think I'm going to hand down my money and leave it to a, a different account. So if a younger member wants to take up the project and add more sidewalks somewhere, then they can use my leftover money and use that to build onto their project as well. And so I think... That's another thing is just don't limit yourself. It doesn't matter that you're young or you don't know if you have the resources. If you get the right help and uh, set your mind to it, you can do anything. Brianna Erickson, once again, um, really exemplifying that leadership. Brianna, I I appreciate those answers. They're really measured. Uh, Where's that spirit come from? Uh, Where you just like to help younger members, where you just like to help your community. Where do you think that spirit came from? Um, that is a great question. I think that um, my spirit probably came from the family that's been around me. We've always been a very proactive family, and I think them setting a good example for me and making me not limit myself um, through sports and things as well is what has created that kind of mindset that I can do anything as long as I work at it. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think family is a big a portion in that and friends as well uh yeah good answer it really is so um speaking of legacy did you put your initials in the sidewalk not did you you got something in there didn't you like there there is a brianna Uh, come on there's be in there somewhere right no we actually did not um put initials anywhere in the sidewalk because we figured it would be uh too strenuous to do i mean we talked it over and having like 
maybe if somebody wanted to buy a sidewalk piece, it right. would be a way that they could donate. Yeah. But um, we just figured out that it's really, really hard to have like initials and write in the sidewalk because you have to get it at the perfect time. And like when you're pouring a big slab that's 400 feet long, I mean, they're going to be smaller pours, but you don't have enough time to initial every piece. So I do have um, it's like like a thank you banner. And then um, I don't really know that my name's going to be put anywhere, but I feel like that's not really the point of the project is to have my name out there. I mean, the recognition, I guess, is nice, but that wasn't really why I did it was to have my name out there. It was so that um, handicapped people and people with strollers even could walk around the fairgrounds and not have a problem with it. Well, if this was a test, you got 100%. Good job, Brianna. Hey, um, we're out of time, but I look forward to hearing from you. My thanks to Brinley Deming, Nicole Berger, and Brianna Erickson, the 4-H Spotlight of the Month, brought to you by Montana State Fund. John Holly with 30 seconds for closing thoughts. Thanks, Tom. I just want to uh, extend my appreciation to our sponsor, Montana State Fund. And, man, what, what three wonderful, young, and exceptional women we had today on the program. I can't wait to follow their future. If you're interested in nominating a young person for this program, Please visit montana.edu slash extension or montana.edu slash 4-H and learn more today. Thank you so much for having us, Tom. Good job, John. Appreciate that, and good job to all. Thanks again for joining us for the podcast, and join us daily Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. for more Voices of Montana, a live issue-oriented talk show heard daily Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. on local stations all across Montana.